This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Rose and Jamie are two best friends And they love sex and the city And they couldn't help but wonder Do you love it too? Carrie, Miranda, Samantha, Charlotte, Charlotte Cosmos, Dudes, so many dudes. Every single dude, dudes. all the dudes And we couldn't help but wonder With Jamie Lee and Rose Cerno. I'm Skylar Hanrath. And I'm Rose Cerno. And this is Couldn't, Couldn't Help, Help But, but wonder. wonder. A podcast where we talk about sex and the city and how it relates to, to us. us. Hello. Hi, hello. Skylar. Um, before we jump into this episode, we just want to address last week. Um, obviously, you know, we try and be consistent with the episodes, but there was, um, a tragedy in the podcast family. Um, Jamie Lee's father died, uh, which is horrible. Um, I'm really sad. I didn't get to know him. He seemed like the most amazing guy. And obviously he made Jamie and Jamie's the most amazing person. So Jamie's with her family right now. We are sending her. T's and P's. Yeah. And um, that is why we weren't there this week. Skylar and I are here to do this episode. And, you know, as soon as Jamie's ready, she'll be back. A hundred percent. And yeah, we, we sending all of our love to Jamie, all of our love to Jamie's mom. It's, 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 I, it's one of those things where you're just not prepared for and it's awful. And I'm, I hope that everyone's okay. And I know everyone will be, but it's still a very stressful thing. Exactly. So Jamie is in our hearts and minds and we're thinking of her and we love her and we are going to go ahead and do this episode without her. So, um, Skylar, who were you this week? This week, I believe I would, I would be a Miranda this week because I've been very, I think I've had a lot of like work anxiety. Um, just, a lot of things going on, a lot of things, a lot of spinning plates, a lot of deadlines to meet, emails to answer, just, just nonstop. But, um, you're a career which, woman on the move. I'm a career woman on the move. And I, and I'm, I, I think I'm rocking it, but I also have that anxiety where, uh, I, I'm sure I'm not. No, <laughs> are you uh, having stress dreams about work? I, I have stress dreams about work all the time. I have stress dreams about like career paths I didn't take. <laughs> <laughs> oh my and, god skylar and uh, uh so, which feels very miranda except miranda is she's killing it as a lawyer she's, she's a lawyer she doesn't that. really seem like she like thinks about doing anything else no which i i don't think about doing anything else i'm so happy to get to do what i do but um 
as anybody who uh, works in entertainment or has ever seen people who work in entertainment knows, it's a stressful thing where you're hoping for things to be secure all the time. It's anyway. um, I love it, but it is stressful. And I feel like Miranda, because I'm a stressed out person this past week, but I got you you this week. Um, I would say I'm Samantha because Samantha's like always trying to be younger and like Mm -hmm. lying about her age and like wearing like really scandalous things. And I got a new haircut. You did. I like it. I think it looks great. Thanks. I like it too, but it's like, it's kind of hip, would you say? It is hip. Yes, it was when listeners, when I got on the Zoom, I was like, oh, who is this young, hip Roserno? <laughs> yeah, it definitely feels cool. And like, I used to have cool haircuts a lot. Like all throughout my 20s, I had like shaggy, cute, long hair mullets and stuff. But I've had like basic girl hair, maybe not basic, but just nothing cuckoo for like mm-hmm. the last couple of years. So I kind of feel like I'm wearing like a cool girl disguise a little. That's fun though. <laughs> it's fun to put on. Yeah, yeah, It's fun to explore. I'm wearing cool girl drag. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like just based on my looks, I should be like, oh, I can't hang out with you tonight. I'm like going to this <laughs> underground concert. Yeah, I'm on a bunch of weird text threads for stuff in in like in basements. <laughs> yeah, and if you ask know what the band is i will be like um don't worry about it you don't know them um so yeah my haircut is cooler than me i have to live up to my haircut and that's like yeah. sort of my deal right now that haircut orders 17 dollar cocktails <laughs> it, like it's bringing it it's, it's it is very cool thanks um yeah so dealing with that Really, dealing with my haircut. Just dealing with it. That's how my week has been. Dealing with Um, the cool person that moved on, that moved in on top of your head. Yeah. Also, speaking of other things on my head, I had to go to my cosmetic dermatologist because braggy brag brag i get like cysts on my head mm, <laughs> yum and you can't like pop them yourself they're like hard as a rock you need, and you need, these are cysts that you need a professional to you need a professional with. to assist you a thousand percent yeah dr um, pimple popper yeah so i had to get them extracted and i can feel like oh god uh, then they, they extract them and then they sew it back up with like um that's nice of them that would have been that would have <laughs> been just left it open yeah, that would have been awful i would have hated this story so right now i'm a, loving this story i have a whole new hair guy and a whole new scalp yeah. that's great dude which one which one came first the the emptying of the cyst or the or the cool that's haircut such a, it was a cool haircut i had to prepare my head yes you know what it's like from the neck up i'm like a whole new woman yeah. you should have you should have done it the other way because then you could have treated the new scalp to a nice new like, like it was like a spa day for the scalp post. it's true and i like asked i mean it's just like some people get cysts like not to brag i mean when i was I, younger i used to get cysts i used to get, get, get chalazians on my eye when i was like oh in God. high school it's like disgusting yeah. basically i'm like very good at storing pus i guess <laughs> What a what a dream! It lives on our skin, uh, staff. Staff, it's all around you, and I you know. cut yourself wrong. My 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 cosmetic derm told me to buy this like shampoo that's like a scalp scrub. Hmm. It's just I mean, it's just sandpaper. I mean, We're at the end of the, the day, lobby. yeah. Go down to Home Depot and grab. At the end of the day, all this shit is genetic. Whatever your skin situation is or your hair situation is, you can buy the expensive products, but. But you're just gonna have what you have. This this is true. I mean, and the dermatologist agrees. It's whatever. It's fine. I feel great. You know, when you just get that thing that you just think is yucky, taken care of, it just feels good. 
Yes. No, absolutely. And that's very Samantha. She's knocking out yucky things left and no. right. No. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a Samantha this week. I got a whole new haircut. I'm feeling young and frisky. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And with that... Um, We are going to jump into the movie Sex in the City 2, part three. Um, Take us away, Sky. So we jump back into Sex in the City 2 with the core four making it through customs in Abu Dhabi. Before they could head into the country proper, Samantha's bags get flagged. All of her anti-menopause pills look suspiciously like drugs, so they get confiscated. Outside, they have another surprise. The Sheik arranged four Maybachs. Maybachs. My I don't box? know how to say that. I don't even know what that is. They're like very, very expensive Mercedes. They're like, oh, okay. They're like the Mercedes for like Mercedes connoisseurs. Okay, right? cool. Who also who also could afford multiple Mercedes. Got it. Uh, to ferry each of them around in for their whole trip. When they get to the hotel, it turns out they're in town at the same time as the Rugby World Cup trials. So there's a bunch of horned up jocks from all over the world hanging out. I actually have to say I was surprised they didn't really like do anything with that information. No, that kind of just. Yeah, it's more like it's such a like setup. Like it's a, a setup for setup Samantha for this to world. fuck them. Yeah. yeah so weird. Um they meet the hotel manager, Mr. Safir, who shows them to their suite. They have a terrace, a salon, a private bar, and they each have a dedicated butler. It's a lot. And I have to say, as I've said before, this stuff is great to look at. Like, whatever you want to say about the movie, like, the location managers, the directors, they definitely, like, turned out the most, like, aspirational hotel imagery I've ever seen. Yes. This is, like, the the luxury of luxury, and it's, like, nuts it's it's the nicest possible suite that anyone has ever stayed in sounds amazing the core four catch up by the pool for drinks where miranda gives them all a lesson on niqabs and islamic body covering etiquette all of which builds to carry staring down a woman as she eats individual french fries by lifting her veil yeah (laughs) no i mean it's interesting that you say that because it's kind of like we're just the um exoticism of the east is just beginning here yes this is like the there there's a lot of stuff that grates about this movie this is where it really starts to ramp up can i ask a in a naive question Mm -hmm. do you think that it's like racist to show not racist but like do you think it's like um on PC to show the woman lifting the veil and eating the fries and having them kind of ooh and awe about that. Cause like legitimately that is kind of interesting. No, or I think it's an interesting thing to observe, but there's definitely this whole, the thing like that's white kinda, gaze about it. There's definitely the white gaze. It's also, these women are in these women being the core four are just like sticking to themselves for the most part. There's no, like 
there it's all from this like distance i'm yes. going to i'll read the guidebook i don't have I, this is all foreign to me and i'm not going to address these people who who wear the niqab who like practice islam like it, it's all at a weird distance that's like kind of leering and a little a little gross that's one of the things that's definitely kind of gross feeling about this and the way that uh head coverings and and as a lot of islamic practice is treated in this movie I think that's a really great point, Skylar, is that like it's I think it's natural when you're going somewhere super different culturally to be like super interested in, and and observe the things around you. But I agree that like there's no interest from anyone except Miranda to learn about this culture. It's like all yes. they're interested in is the culture of luxury and wealth. They're not 100%. interested at all in the fact that like, oh, I'm somewhere totally different. How fascinating. Why don't I learn about this? It's like. It's like American narcissism and entitlement to be like, I'm not going to learn anything about the other culture and I'm just going to yes. come here. And when I see other things, I'm going to be like, ooh, that's weird. Exactly. Yeah. OK, and that makes sense. And it's sort of like making a joke out of the the lifting of the veil. Like it's like it, there's also the line about the other woman who is on the phone. She gets called um the real housewife of Abu Dhabi, I think it is where it's like this woman wearing these like nice sunglasses. And like, there's just a lot of like weird kind of cracks that again are like for the white people who came on this very expensive, luxurious trip and not at all engaging with. Uh, yes. Agree. Yeah. Agree. Charlotte. Meanwhile, keeps freaking out over not being able to reach Harry with her crappy phone coverage. Samantha tries to hunt down more hormones on her phone only to be blocked by the hotel's firewalls. So later that night, Carrie wakes up and heads to the kitchen for some warm milk where she runs into her butler, Garau. Turns out she was supposed to dismiss him and he'd just been hanging around for hours. He offers to heat the milk for her. While he does, he mentions that he and his wife, who lives in India, spend months apart. It's a little comforting for Carrie given the whole big situation. And she's also like, you know, he's obviously very dedicated to his wife and she's kind yes. of impressed by that. Yeah. It's it's they seem to have a very sweet dynamic, of course. Again, yeah, you yes. never see her <laughs> you, like he's only there to he's a token. Exactly. And also he is in this like service. One of the things that's very like grating about the whole movie, especially with the treatment of people of color, is that like for the most part, everybody like save for like the chic is waiting. Uh, on them. Exactly. They're all service people and or. There's service people who are trying to raise money for their like impoverished uh, situation. Like it's like, yeah, for sure. The next morning, the core four have breakfast. Samantha tears through hummus, a substitute for her lost hormones, and speculates that her butler, Abdul, is gay. Carrie pushes back on Charlotte's marriage perspective by sharing what she learned about Garau's marriage, and Carrie and Miranda head out to shop at a souk or a market. Before they go, Garau warns them not to have the, quote, forbidden experience where sellers will try to push black market watches on them, usher them to a back room, and hawk more junk. Once they make it to the Sook, they quickly get approached for a forbidden experience, but Carrie ducks off to a shoe seller. She buys a pair only to forget her passport on the counter when she hears a call to prayer. She walks deeper into the Sook where she spots a familiar face, Aiden. He's on a shopping tour of the whole region for his furniture business and asks to meet Carrie for dinner. She isn't sure, but she does take his card. I watched this movie, you know, because we reviewed it a couple weeks ago. So, like, how did the prayer thing end up being represented? Do you remember? 
Oh, that I, it's just they. She hears the call to prayer, and she starts kind of wandering with the crowd that's moving toward cool. uh, where the, where they're actually going to be praying. Cool. Um, and Carrie catches up with the core four back at the hotel to discuss. How did he look? Like no time had gone by. Did you tell him that you and Big got married? Yes, I did. Those were the first words out of my mouth. I said, hey, we're here in Abu Dhabi, and I married that man you hated. <laughs> Is he still married? I have no idea. Was he wearing a wedding ring? I believe he was. Are you going to have dinner with him? We're here to spend time together, just the four of us. Right! Um, legs? Miranda, I'm at the pool. What am I supposed to wear? How about a burkini? <laughs> Yeah, they have them at the gift shop. Forget about them. Look. Arriving at the pool, direct from a sweaty practice match, the Australian rugby team. Who ordered the Aussie sausage? I have a whole pool of testosterone from down under, and I'm not feeling anything down under. It's official. The estrogen has left the building. Okay, I'm pulling an interfrenchion. If I can't talk any more about Harry, then she can't talk any more about hormones. I can't eat any more yams. Couldn't hurt. Ladies, we came here to have fun together. And I, being the type A control freak that I am, have planned a full day and night of big Abu Dhabi fun. I am going to turn this interfriendshen into an interfunshen. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're rough. <laughs> Very rough. <laughs> Still nothing. <laughs> okay, first of all, that joke was terrible. Second of all, I have to say that this. This whole clip just starts to feel really like they're just this whole clip feels like they didn't have enough for a second movie because it's I, like because yes, it's like Aiden's here. Who fucking cares about Aiden? She's completely over him. And then like the hormones and Samantha like needing her estrogen. And then it's like at the end of the day. No one is worried that Harry is going to hook up with the babysitter. So it's like a thousand percent. It all yeah. feels like no stakes to me. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's also it's one of those things, too, where it's like they're asserting stakes and you just don't buy them. It's just like which feels like yeah. such a problem. It, yeah, it's very, very strange. Um, yeah, oh, I'm just ahead. not that like deeply invested. I mean, I think that's the thing that's a little challenging about the second movie is that like there's not a lot of drama right now. Like they're all no. in happy, healthy relationships. And, and on like the most luxurious vacation yeah. a human being could be on. Yeah. Yeah. Except for Samantha who doesn't want to be in one. So this to me just feels like really pulling for drama that yes, I'm not feeling. Absolutely. And, and to like, to try to make a mountain out of like Samantha's aging while like Samantha has like, Samantha has been like so confident with her age elsewhere. And like, she, like, it's just, it's a lot of invention of, yeah, it's yeah. I agree with you. It's very odd and it just doesn't quite feel sufficient. I, yeah. It's like, I, this is just when you're just like, oh, I'm watching, but I'm not like, uh, you know? Yes. Yeah. And it, it, it also like in this sequence, there's also 
this is like this is as much payoff as you get for the Australian rugby team. It's like they just like don't turn Samantha on and that's it. <laughs> I know. That was I was expecting more. So back in um after the pool, everyone heads to Miranda's latest event, a camel ride. Carrie, Charlotte, and Samantha aren't into it at first, but Miranda thought ahead. She had Samantha's butler grab them all fabulous outfits from the gift shop. As soon as they get riding, Charlotte finally gets Harry on the phone, only to fall off her camel while searching for a better signal. She picks herself up and everyone knocks her for having quite a camel toe. This That whole thing just felt like pulling, pulling, reaching, reaching. Yeah, it was, it's, it, it's like not about anything. No, agreed. There's also like the, the, uh, uh, the UAE and like Dubai and Abu Dhabi in particular had like such a like moment in the 2010s where it's like, these are, this is the next big, exciting place. Like there's the whole, um, sequence in, um, one of the Mission Impossible movies where Tom Cruise like climbs, uh, the Burj Khalifa, the Thomas, the tallest skyscraper in the world. Like it was like the place. And this very much feels like we gotta, we need to get on the hot happening place. But there's, uh, to your point, there's like nothing that invests you in them being in the hot happening, cool international destination. Exactly. The core four stop for lunch, where they get interrupted by a mysterious architect in an SUV. The guy is hot, and Samantha definitely feels something, despite her missing hormones. Later, they head to karaoke, where Miranda has another surprise. She signed them up. They all sing I Am Woman, which goes over great. Samantha also does some heavy flirting with her architect from the stage. And this is another problem of the movie, which is like, they're in Abu Dhabi, and it's like... Of course, the love interest still has to be a blonde white man. Yeah. It could, it's like they just can never show them. It's like they're in Abu Dhabi. Why not just have a lover who's from Abu Dhabi? Like the Completely. fact that like and, you know, all their butlers are really good looking. Just the fact that it's like it wouldn't even be considered for Samantha. It's just so. No, they literally make one of them into a gay joke. Her her butler, Abdul, they keep referring to him as Paula Abdul. And like it's like right. this is the level that uh, no, they get treated with. Right. It's just like. It's just like the only appropriate sexual partner yeah. would be a white man. Like it cannot be an Arabic or Islamic man. Yeah. It's a bummer to like, it would be fun to really, like, I feel like we're just like kind of attacking, but there's so much, it's not a fun section of the movie. It, I think the movie really thinks it's fun, but it is not <laughs> very fun to watch. It just kind of feels like if you're going to be in Abu Dhabi and you're going to go there, then immerse and have her have the one love interest completely be Arabic like and also it's that thing of like to be in this in like the lap of luxury is so much so to be out of the actual experience of people who live in the country <laughs> like it's like exactly. you've gone to another country to be in a bubble <laughs> just to be in a hotel yeah, yeah exactly so back at their table the architect introduces himself his name is Ricard Spurt mm-hmm Wow, that's a crazy name, <laughs> which Samantha loves because Dick Spurt. Oh, my God. The fact that they like literally named him that just so they could have that joke is hilarious. Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot <laughs> so of we're going to lay our corny. track. Like, yeah. 
Um, they set a date for the next day because Samantha doesn't want to ditch the girls for the night. The next morning, Carrie finds Samantha's mail, which has the latest New Yorker. They reviewed her book, which they did not love. Carrie calls off her plans with everyone for the day to think. She decides to go through with dinner with Aiden, and she runs into Charlotte and Miranda on her way out. Hi. Hi. We missed you at the spa. How was your day? It was good. Wow, you look great. Oh, I'm, I'm meeting Aiden for dinner. Oh, okay. We'll change our reservation to five then. No, we're okay with four. Remember, Samantha's got that late date. Uh, not necessary, because um, we're having dinner at his hotel. At his hotel? Yeah, there's a great um, Middle Eastern place there. Has the best, um, I don't know, something. Why are you having dinner with him? How can I not have dinner with him? We, we bump into each other halfway around the world? It means something. It doesn't mean anything. Are you serious? You, you have been saying that everything means something for the last 20 years, but seeing Aiden in a spice suit in the Middle East means nothing. I think you're playing with fire. Oh my God, now I'm playing with fire? All right, you've gone crazy. Seriously, you're, you're crazy in Abu Dhabi. Just because you're worried about your marriage, everyone's gonna cheat. Have a good time with dinner. You okay? Yeah, I'm just really, really tired. I'm gonna take a nap. Take a nice long nap, and then I'll buy you a drink. How's nine sound? Okay, wait, I'm so sorry, Skylar, but you have mm-hmm. to remind me of something. Yeah. Because I'm conflating the two movies. Why? What is going on with Big and Carrie right now? Is she mad at him about something? There's the there's the whole he pitched them trying the two days apart thing. Um, but that's it, right? I mean, their conflict this this movie is mostly that like, Big wants to stay at home and Carrie would like to go outside. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, when you refresh me of that, because I rem- I think I was, conf- it's been so long since I saw this movie because we watched it weeks ago or I did um, that I was conflating it with the first one. So this isn't about him losing the altar. They've already been together for like 10 yes. years now. It's yeah. completely stable. And then, and then that couple offended her by asking, oh, it's just going to be you two. You're not going to have kids. It spiraled her out. Yes. It got her to be super nitpicky and analytical with him being on the couch. Yep. And now everything he does, she's like, oh, my God, we're stale and boring. So exactly. that little tiny fight for that tiny fucking fight to think to push her to have lunch with Aiden is just like in Saying it's like or dinner with Aiden. It's like your relationship is actually going fine. Like Big hasn't done anything wrong. He literally was trying to problem solve your own fucking weird neuroses. And then it's like there's nothing pushing her into the arms of Aiden. Everything is fine with them. No. And it's actually I think that there would be something interesting in exploring like her anxieties in being settled a little bit more. But I, I agree that the way to explore that is not with another married person who she broke up with for very good reasons. No, just because by super bizarre happenstance, she happened to run into him in Abu Dhabi a couple of years after their well-justified breakup. Like, it's, No, you're it's, right. If they wanted to show, if they wanted to show Carrie is freaking out about getting too settled in her relationship, 
then it seems like the spin out would be that she goes out and parties with a bunch of 25 year olds and like yes. has a fucking threesome with like a guy and a girl. Yeah. To be like, I'm not boring. My life is still interesting. Exactly. She does something reckless and like uh, reckless along those lines rather than something that like everybody who watched all six seasons of the show knows makes no sense and is not like an exciting thing to see. Yeah. Not only that, like. She doesn't seem like she's still in love with Aiden. It hasn't been no. bothering her. And like, he does have a wedding ring. Yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, I really am glad that Charlotte was like, why are you doing this? What do you think about how shitty she is to Charlotte here? She's like really cruel in this scene. It's very it's it's an odd choice to me. Yeah, it is. Um, the only way that I can think that maybe she felt comfortable saying that is because she knows for sure that Harry isn't doing anything. So yes. she's kind of like, not everyone's like as being like a crazy lady like you. I think, yeah. I think maybe the only reason that it's like even at all acceptable, not that it was a nice thing to do is because like, there is no actual threat to something bad happening. Yes. That's yeah. the only thing I can think of because it's like, you know, it's like when your buttons are being pushed, you say what you're thinking. And it's yeah. like, shut up, Charlotte. Your husband's fine. Like, yes. Yeah, it is. And I, I also she was literally on her way out. Maybe I. it's one of those things where it's like maybe in the elevator on the way down, like this isn't a scene we got. But maybe Carrie, if Carrie were rendered a little bit more as a human being in this movie, you would have had the moment where she's like, fuck, was I just like a total asshole to Charlotte? Because like. In that moment, Miranda clocks that she's being an asshole. Like, Miranda very quickly is like, I, that was nuts. I'm going to get you a drink later. Like, take your nap. Like, that was strange what just happened. Um, and it's weird to not get a little bit of a tempering moment from Carrie on it. Because it's like real, like, knife twisting for kind of, again, given the stakes of the movie, no reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. While Carrie meets Aiden, Charlotte and Miranda drink. Miranda wants Charlotte to finally come out with it. Everything she can't say about being a mother, she can say to Miranda. Charlotte hesitates at first, but Miranda gets the ball rolling by saying she loves Brady, but she misses the way her life used to be. That opened Charlotte up. She admits to having a tough time with the girls, crying in the pantry, and not wanting to lose Aaron if Harry cheats. I love that moment. Oh, this seems amazing. This was I was torn between these two um, for the like spots to clip, uh, just because I think that I think. Carrie's cruelty in the previous scene is really interesting, but I also love Charlotte and Harry, or excuse me, Charlotte and Miranda bonding over being mothers and then also like having those feelings of sometimes as a mother, like it's fucking hard and you kind of hate your kids. Yeah. And it's just cool because it's like Charlotte and Miranda are a pairing we don't see that much. Yes. And they do seem so different. And I really like that. Miranda gives Charlotte emotional permission to not be a perfect mother because in a way there's no one else that could really do that for Charlotte because Carrie and Samantha aren't mothers. They don't get it. Like Miranda yes. does get it. And Samantha has been explicit about like not being into kids and Carrie is like so, so with Lil like she's, she's sweet around them, but she's definitely not the person that Charlotte would be bringing like mother questions to. Yeah, and I also feel like this to me is a really important scene because it it's kind of like showing that, okay, it's not just that Charlotte thinks Carrie's really going to cheat on her. It's that she's exhausted. She just yes. gave birth to a baby. She's postpartum. She's yeah. just overwhelmed and run down. And like 
just being a mother is getting to her and she feels like she's not even allowed to say that. Like, yes, no, this stuff rules. I think that I think that the Charlotte storyline on that front is like super, super interesting in this movie. And I kind of wish that it were just pumped up a little bit and and a little. Yes, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, because it's kind of addressing this thing of like all Charlotte ever wanted was to get married and have kids. Now she's married with kids. And so she probably has this internal guilt of like, I'm not allowed to be upset. I'm not allowed to be overwhelmed. This is what I wanted. I spent like a hundred thousand dollars adopting a kid. Like it's not appropriate for me to be upset about this, you know? And it's like, it's not appropriate or inappropriate. You're having feelings, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a cool tension for Charlotte. Exactly what you say, where once you get everything you ever want, then you have to deal with having everything you ever want. It's a little bit of that, like, Yep. Uh, it's like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, where it's like, it, like if Charlie gets Willy Wonka's factory, then the kid is going to run the factory. It's a nightmare. Like he's a kid. <laughs> I love that analogy. Um. So back with Carrie and Aiden, they have quite the catch up. He has three kids, and he already knew about Carrie and Big. He even says she looks hot, and that she's not like other women. What does that mean? He's like kind of it's kind of a creepy line. He's like just kind of hitting on her and okay. also <laughs> while also framing that like he has kids and he knows she's married. That's so it's funny. Like, yeah. They take a walk afterwards where they end up kissing. This also seems a little strange to me mm -hmm. because it really makes Aiden look terrible because it's like, yes, you're married with three kids. Yes. And it's like this fucking woman who fucked you over from the past comes by and like, why are you having dinner with her? And why the hell are you kissing her? It just makes him seem like such a fucking sleaze. Completely. It's also, yeah, because it's like this dude who's a dad to three kids is going to have some <laughs> fucking like wedding or excuse me, a uh, vacation fling with his ex who he almost <laughs> married. It's like, oh, like <laughs> uh, the whole thing is like very much there's that whole sort of like uh, bigger story about Sex in the City being like the war of like big versus Aiden and this and here it feels so much like we've resolved big and Aiden like it's Carrie's over. married to big yeah it's like it's a hundred percent over they should have had a new guy there because this feels crazy also like she fucked she fucking humiliated him and yes. cheated on him and they bought an apartment together and she like wasn't even in love with him like she fucking cuckled in this guy so hard that him even like being nice to her and interested in flirting is like do you even have testicles? Somehow yes. you have kids, but I don't know how that happened. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, I would have loved and actually would have bought, given the way that he disappeared from the series, if Burger showed up in the Sook. <laughs> like, just, I'm writing a novel. It takes place in the Middle yeah, East. Yeah, yeah, I needed to do some research. I had to get to Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi's happening right now, and Burger needed to write the great Abu Dhabi American novel. Yeah, I, um, I think we're just hitting on different different variations on the theme of like, it did not make sense to bring Aiden back because he's completely irrelevant. And also he's not even that tempting for her. Like she left him like, no, it's not the what if big was her. What if guy, like the one that got away, it's like, it just feels like, I don't know. It's a wet noodle instead of a spicy chili pepper. I a thousand percent agree. Yeah. So they end up kissing, which is like literally makes no sense. They both apologize and Carrie takes off. She assembles the core four back at the hotel to talk it out. Carrie doesn't want to keep the kiss from Big, but Charlotte, Miranda, and Samantha are not sure that it's the right move to tell him. Carrie still isn't sure, but Samantha insists she has to sleep on it. I have to say, um, 
Skylar, I agree that she shouldn't tell him because I feel like that is something that's like, like a huge, stupid fucking mistake that she'll yes. never do again and will never happen again. And I don't know if it was if I don't I don't know. I, I don't think it really does much help. I agree with you. I also think that I almost agree with you from like the 20,000 foot view of where it's like what we're talking about, how silly this whole plot line is, where it's just like, <laughs> what the fuck is big going to care that this extremely unlikely thing happened? <laughs> like, it's like, why? It's like they're having this like meta commentary on like, don't tell him because it was dumb that it happened in the first place. So who cares? He doesn't need to know. <laughs> exactly. Smetha heads to her date with Ricard, which starts great. They smoke hookah and get very horny. A little too horny, it turns out. Another couple complains about them to hotel security. Carrie, meanwhile, calls Big. She apologizes and says the kiss meant nothing, but he still rushes to hang up. Afterwards, Carrie gets another call. Samantha got arrested. It's so interesting that Samantha's entire storyline is like, I don't respect this culture. Yes. I don't. I haven't at all. It spent like one second thinking about what's appropriate here. I'm literally like, th like shoving in the face of like a conservative Muslim country that I'm just like hooking up in public. It just really feels like Samantha's storyline is like white, yeah. white nonsense slash like extreme American. Completely. Yeah. It's ignorance. very the ugly American. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, uh, whether or not you, are on the same page as another culture's norms. You live in their, you're in their country. Like, yeah, even, even rich and powerful, like you don't, that's no excuse to go be a fucking asshole just because you get horny. Like, it's like, it's insane. Yeah. It's also just like, have a little understanding of where you are. Like in Singapore, you can't litter or chew gum and spit on the street. You can get like arrested. And it's like, yeah, that's very different than it is here. But if you're going to go there, then just know that like, it's also like um, they're both they're at a hotel. Just go to one of the insane rooms that both of you have. <laughs> I know it's, it seems crazy that Samantha's storyline is they like public sex in a Muslim country. Go. It's just like, yeah, OK, I, it's, there's truly a like, what were we thinking here? <laughs> quality to watch it. This is yeah. exactly so Carrie pulls Miranda out of bed and heads to hotel security to retrieve Samantha. This is like one of the least insane things that happened starting in this movie. I feel like yeah. it just I feel like this her being arrested just starts the like. This is the whole section where it's like, whoa, this is where the string pulls and everything falls apart. Samantha says they were just making out, the, but but the hotel still needs to make a record of the incident. Mr. Safir asked Samantha for her passport, which unfortunately has a condom in it. He quickly slides back. Meanwhile, Carrie. Oh, sorry. What? He quiet. He quietly slides it back. Like he he like oh, oh, notices the condom and then like. Okay, yeah. there you go. Meanwhile, Carrie and Charlotte talk outside. I guess I really missed who I used to be, and Aiden was such a big part of that. And yes, I wanted the flirting, and yes, I wanted the attention, but I didn't want the kiss. The minute I kissed Aiden, I remembered who I used to be. Someone just running around New York like a crazy person. Trying to get the one man I love to love me back. And now he does love me. And he wants to sit on the couch in New York City with me. And I really hope my past hasn't screwed up my future. And what's so bad about a couch anyway? The exact question the audience is asking. Oh my god, I'm having a midwife crisis. 
should never have said anything to him. The New Yorker was right to slap a big piece of tape across my mouth. And I'm sorry for that thing I said about your marriage earlier. I'm sorry, too. For what? For having an attitude about that two-day idea. I've had two days away. I've gotten a little sleep, and I'm finally starting to feel like myself again. I think there's really something to it. That's really sweet of her to say. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, let's just hope Big doesn't want seven days off. I mean, this is like exactly why people criticize Carrie and say that they don't like her. Mm-hmm. Because she's truly self-sabotaging. She's just creating non-existent problems. Yes. Making things worse. To play devil's advocate to that idea, yes, she's being so fucking annoying here. You know, she created a problem that didn't exist. She, like, made out with her ex-boyfriend who she already fucked up. I mean, it's, like, mistake on top of mistake on top of mistake. And I'm not going to say it's not annoying. Her behavior is incredibly annoying. But I guess the only thing I'll say is, like, who among us has not massively, not to this level. Oh, totally. But who among us has not, like, massively self-sabotaged stuck their fucking foot in their mouth, had to learn the same lesson many, many times. I think the things that disturb us the most are things that we actually relate to. Totally. And I don't mean like we've all been there with Big and Aiden in this, but like seeing somebody do things that are so against their own well-being yeah. is it's so hard to watch. But at the same time, like that is so human. Like mm-hmm. people do that so much. And another thing that's realistic, that's hard to accept is it takes most of us a lot of mistakes to learn the lesson. Like most people don't just like make a mistake once and learn the lesson. Unfortunately, sometimes it can take like many, many, many times until you're like, I can't live like this anymore. I need to change. Yes. Yeah. That's you almost wish that that were more of the arc because what, what, what this ultimately builds to is, is, Carrie accepting that Big wants to occasionally watch a movie at home. Like it like which is to say that like the stakes for what is a very profound realization which which you're hitting at are like so weird in this movie and they're a little bit absent for Carrie which is a bummer cuz I I a thousand percent agree with you. We repeat we repeat things until we can we recognize that they're a problem and then maybe Maybe we change. And it is, and there is definitely something interesting about the potential of Carrie not being able to change. But that's not really what this movie's wrestling with. Yeah, it's interesting. It almost feels like she's so neurotic, maybe like mm-hmm. clinically a little mentally unstable, that like Big forgives her because he's like, okay, I married a bit of a, a bit of a crazy lady that I love. Yeah. And she's yeah. going to, Every 10 years, she's going to do something fucking insane. And yeah, I know that there's nothing behind it. And it's interesting that the biggest growth is from Charlotte's side because. Like even her. Charlotte, in a way, is maybe the most interesting character, because when you're so uptight, like learning to be flexible and loose is such an interesting journey. Totally. And like watching someone go from like a fixed mindset to a growth mindset, that's such Mm -hmm. a hard transition to make. And so even just seeing her be like, you know, my ideas of what a marriage should be and that you should be around them 24 seven, like maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe. Yes. 
And, you know, I don't know how I feel about this two days a week off thing. I mean, I think I like the idea of maybe not so prescribed, like these are the two days that I don't see you, but maybe just this idea that like, just because you live with your spouse or partner that you love, you are allowed to just say, Hey, today, I think I just want to be by myself. And that totally that, that, that doesn't mean you don't love them or that just, it's okay to take space and that that's not. Yeah. The, the, the rigid way it's being framed is, is much more scary than what the actual request is. is. Yeah. yeah. Cause I do think that like, when you start making these rules, like don't call me on Thursdays, I don't want to yeah. talk to you. It's like a little yeah, intense, yeah. but, but I think if it's just kind of like, let's just admit that that we love each other and we have something strong going on, but we also are our own people. And once in a while, if it's just an afternoon or a night in Ojai, like we're allowed to have little mini breaks. But I also agree. I agree. I see the Michael Patrick King perspective on it where it's like, I, that's a very tough thing to make, to wring drama out of, which is say the normal human version of that. Right. I, I, it's a, it's a little bit of a story problem where it's like, you do just want, these two people who are now in this decade long relationship to have a little bit of self-awareness about how each of them are in it. But that's not the most fun thing to watch. The more fun thing to watch, it seems to me, at least Michael Patrick King thought so was like, we're going to do a hard two days apart thing in this spare apartment we have. And that's going to freak Carrie out. And then she's going to kiss Aiden. But you know what? To be fair, um, not only is it juicier and more dramatic, but if we're going to go with these like therapeutic models, like no matter how long she's in a relationship with big, Carrie still has anxious attachment and big still yes. has avoidant. Yeah. And so for anxiously attached people hearing that somebody needs space, even if it's totally valid and totally legit and acceptable, I think for, I mean, I can speak to myself on this for, you know, for my, my anxiously attached people, it can read like, You've done something wrong. I want distance from you. It can trigger abandonment and stuff. And I think totally for her, it does. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's true and, to- and totally an interesting read on it. So I wanted to say one small thing. I, I did think it was very cool that even though the illustration is a little gross because it literally is. I mean, Carrie even mentions it in that clip. Uh, they put they they put a. Um, band-aid over her mouth to like carry basically saying in the new yorker that carrie bradshaw should shut the fuck up which is like nuts um it was very cool to see her illustrated in the little new yorker style i thought that was like a cool little nice that was uh, great i love that production design same um but anyway so that concludes our wrap up of part three of the sex and city two movie um sex and city is obviously a very horny show and two movies which is why we end each episode with horny fours. Um, Skylar, what are you currently horny for? I um I want I'm gonna do a food one, which is oh so I'm excited. Um, so Kristen and I over the past week have made this new sort of like uh hearty salad um together, which has been great. It's this like white bean shrimp salad with avocado. That sounds amazing. I mean, it's 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 so good. We make it with these um these very like kind of like delicate white beans from Rancho Gordo, which is an amazing uh, bean producer uh, in California. And we add shrimp, avocado, tomato, red onions, jalapeno, a little bit of corn and cilantro. Ooh, what's the dressing? The dressing is lime, olive oil, garlic, ancho chili powder, cumin, garlic powder, onion powder, and a little bit of salt. And it's like, it's it's great. And that we, sounds amazing. You might need to put that recipe in the Insta. 
Yeah, yeah. I just I we also did this thing where we have a a shared in in um the notes app on like Max, you can like share lists or like sh- share notes that you make. And so we have like the shared meal list and we add this like what if we make something new that we haven't made before, we'll add it to that and like talk about like what our problems were with it and like what we'll do next time. And I think we've nailed our white bean shrimp salad with avocado, which we last made on 6-2021. Of the dates in here, very exciting. I'm so stuff. glad you have the date in there. <laughs> Want to give the date? That's when we last had it. <laughs> what are you horny for? I am horny for playwright, television writer, and feature film writer Jeremy O'Harris's uh, play, Slave Play, which was like on Broadway, won a million awards. I had heard all about it. I'm a big fan of him in general. He has a really awesome Instagram. And I read the play, Slave Play. It took me a day. It's a lot about like sexual racial dynamics, um, just a lot of like interracial dynamics. And it is, you know, there was so much hype around it. And mm-hmm. then I read the play and it's even better than the hype, which is so rare when something like, okay, there's three things, I, three examples I can think of where I consumed the, the thing that was hyped that was as good, if not even better. Yes. The movie Parasite, as good, if not even better. I love Parasite. Hamilton, the music was out of control, even after everyone hyped it. And Slave Play, like you read the play and you're like, and don't read anything about it. Don't look it up. Just read it because it has a crazy twist that I did not see coming. And so I'm glad I didn't read about it. So anyway, that book is just like fucking riveting. You'll finish it in one day. It's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I I too have heard the hype and would love to see it. You can borrow it from me. Yeah, if yeah, I would love it. to. I just read a, I just read a play too. It's kind of, it's, it's kind of fun to read a play. I They're hadn't great. read a play in a long time. But so that's uh, yeah. mine. Well, anyway, you guys, um, it's a, it's a smaller group this week. Hopefully next week we'll have Jamie. But if we don't, we don't. We're letting that little beautiful woman kind of take all the time and space she needs. And uh, we love you guys. We love Jamie, and we'll see you next week. See you. Thanks for listening to Couldn't Help a Wonder. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at chbwpod and follow my co-host Rose Cerno on Insta and Twitter at Rose Cerno. And please follow my co-host Jamie at Really Jamie Lee on Instagram and at The Jamie Lee on Twitter. And please rate, review, subscribe to our show on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app if you're nasty. It helps us. It helps you. It helps everyone. You're nasty. Bye. Bye. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Joe Cilio, Alex Ramsey, and Brett Boehm. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.